This B-Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. Loved and trusted by more than 1 million teachers, IXL enhances your teaching and takes work off your plate so you can make an even bigger impact on your students. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights. Strengthen daily instruction, close knowledge gaps quickly, and set every student up for success. Want to bring IXL to your school? Learn more at IXL.com B-E. That's IXL.com B-E. Welcome to Changemaker EDU, a podcast that inspires powerful individual and collective transformation by sharing leadership, personal development, and education change-making ideas and stories to ignite people like you to create the change deep within your soul, embody your calling, and bring your dreams to life. I'm your host, David K. Richards, and I share wisdom from my 25 plus years as an education innovator, school founder and CEO, mindset teacher and leadership coach, but also interviewing other diverse paradigm shifters. Join me in our grassroots movement to create lasting impact, one education change maker at a time. Hey everyone, welcome. Great to be here with you as always. Today, I wanted to really ask you a question. What makes you, you? (laughs) I'm laughing because I'm seeing in my, I'm visually seeing Y-O-U and you, but I was actually meaning what makes you, comma, Y-O-U, you, (laughs) not you like Changemaker EDU. But I wanted to ask that question because as I'm interviewing these phenomenal guests, I'm seeing that they're expressing themselves from what makes them you makes them who they are. And so they're expressing through that place. And that's how they're creating these amazing schools and communities and creating change, not just dreaming about it or thinking about it, but acting upon it. So it's the connect, it's the connection between action and what's in their hearts. And so let's take a little moment, just maybe two minutes today to inquire upon that question. And this is a great strategy that I use to ask inquiry questions. I mean, I was a teacher for years, right? A history teacher. And I would ask these types of questions to my students all the time in Socratic seminars and silent reflections. It's a great way to engage the mind. Now, if we're engaging the mind from this head-based place and the heart's not engaged, and it's really just an intellectual pursuit, you're going to get one answer. If you can take the elevator from the head down to the heart, and let the two go back and forth and seamlessly seamlessly connect, you'll probably get a different answer. So let's get into that heart space for a moment. So close your eyes if you're able. Take a deep breath in. Nice long exhale out. You can wiggle your shoulders a little bit. Just say thank you for this opportunity I was going to say to be breathing, but really, thank you for the opportunity to be breathing right now and to set aside just a short two minutes 
in our busy lives to engage in some questions and some curiosity to ask our heart what's on our hearts. So let's just inquire what makes you, you? A lot of times these answers are, like I said, they're not from the intellectual mind, but from the expansive mind that's accessed through the heart. So sometimes you are thinking about it, but it's not the thinking mind that's going to give you the answer because you already have the answer deep within your heart. So maybe that first thing that came to you when you weren't looking for the answer, what makes you, you? Because we're all incredibly unique and we have something to share with this world. What makes you, you? my favorite books from Eckhart Tolle is Stillness Speaks. So take a moment to let the stillness speak to you. Okay, take one nice deep breath in and long exhale out. Open your eyes when you're ready and take your time. I mean, I think I've said this before, but a lot of times I will listen to podcast with my eyes closed and just kind of take it all in from a different space. So I wanted to start with this today because as we embark upon our unique change-making journeys for education, we went into education because we love teaching, learning kids, some, some, either one of those or all of the above. We love the feeling of helping, serving, loving, taking care of. That just like feeds us. I, I think that all of you can relate. If not, that's fine. But I, I believe that most teachers I know, most educators, wherever you are, it's that that gets that keeps us going. It's really that that keeps us going. And to ask yourself... What is uniquely you that wants to express in the world? It's like a really, seems like a really simple question, but it's quite profound. And so when I think about things that I've built in the world, things I'm most proud of a building and the change that I've created, it's from the places that uniquely express as me. And what is it for you? Let this question simmer, percolate throughout the week or throughout the coming days. And when you have some time to reflect or not be in the busyness of the craziness, you know, maybe you're going on a walk, maybe you're doing your own silent meditation, or if you're really lucky, you're doing like a two-day silent retreat, which I haven't done for about a year and I need to do that again. Maybe you're walking your dog. Maybe you're just sitting in your backyard. Whenever you can find that quiet moment, just sort of ask that question 
and be really receptive to listening. The best listeners not know not only how to listen to others because they can hold the space and listen attentively and listen actively, but they know how to listen to themselves. So hold that question for yourself. What, what makes you, you? And when I think about the guests that I've had on, I've been so inspired by them. And that's why I was really excited to record this solo episode because I was thinking about doing like a, a debrief and a discussion or, you know, with myself, like, this is what I loved about talking with that guest. And then I thought that that could work. But what I wanted to really focus on is I chose these guests to come on because I really respect the work that they're doing and the courage that they have to put themselves out there to go against the grain, to be change makers, to be status quo shakers. <laughs> I didn't mean to rhyme that, <laughs> that I respect them so much for that. And I want us to start bringing more and more people on like the guests I've had that have started schools and that are working to reform education because everyone's a mirror for us. So if we can see, again, it doesn't have to be the exact same thing they're doing. Like the content of what they're creating doesn't have to be exactly the same. In fact, you could disagree. I hope you do. I want to approach this podcast like a journalist and I hope you disagree with the guests and be like, gosh, I don't agree with that at all. Because that emboldens you to say, what I do agree with is what's coming from me and my expression of change. And so I brought on these guests because they are leading from their heart and they're leading with purpose and vision and direction. And I guarantee you, even though in each conversation we weren't able to get into a lot of their own inner journey and their own personal life, because it's a short conversation. And I really want to talk about what they're doing in the world. I guarantee you that they've done a lot of work on themselves and continue to develop themselves and continue to learn how to embody a growth mindset and continue to become better leaders and better people that are serving in the field. So I want, I hope that you can see them as a reflection of your best self in the ones that you agree with most. <laughs> Some of them might trigger you and that's fine. But I do hope there's a part of you, a real expansive part of you that says, I really want to do that. Okay. What's really fascinating is if you see, if you compare yourself to somebody and you feel some lack or you feel bad about yourself, that usually means that's a clue to a desire you have within yourself. Okay. Let me say that again, because we do this all day, every day. We go on social media, we see our friend on the, on a podcast, or we see a post on LinkedIn or Instagram or TikTok, whatever. And we feel bad about ourselves. Now noticing it is huge. If you notice it, that's the first step. So notice it. Then you begin to go into lack. You can. You compare yourself and you think, oh, I always wanted to start a school or gosh, I really wanted to do something around like purpose and education or wow, I don't like that person because he's just saying things that I don't really agree with. And so you start to create a comparative narrative that allows you to be 
superior to this person somehow, way, shape, or form. And what I'm asking you to investigate at that moment, if you can feel it and notice it, is that it's actually something about you that you're feeling you want. So if you feel like I want what that person has, or one of these guests I have on that you're like, oh, I'm, I want to be a change maker like them. Like, how did they do that? And then, and then you say, well, it's because of this. It's because they're this, or they have this, or they did this, or they went to that school. or And that's what's holding you back. That's one thing that's holding you back is that you're accepting those excuses as why you're not being the change maker you want to be. So notice that and just say, I am committed to creating the change that wants to come through me as a unique expression of me. What is it about you that's unique that you love to do? What do you just love to do? What is? I remember speaking with Adam Carter about He talked about creating purpose with his new company called Point B, creating purpose, helping 17 to 22 year olds. And he has all the research. He did his doctorate on this, his dissertation. And what are the ways that you can help young people between the ages of 17 and 22 find purpose in their lives after high school? Right. And I remember saying to him, like, I wish I would have had that, first of all. But I also, through all the deep work I've done on myself, I also am clear that there has been a threat. And so there's probably a thread for you too, around what is, what has been or is driving you throughout your life. So for me, it was service and teaching. If I could serve and teach when I serve and teach, I'm happy. I remember being in London after I graduated from UC Berkeley and feeling like I was just the hot, you know, the hot dude, whatever, hot shit, and that I could just basically do anything. And then no one would give me a job. And I remember having this moment where I saw an article about an executive director that was doing an education, helping kids get to college. It was like a nonprofit. And I, I saw an article and I remember feeling really bad about myself. And just saying, gosh, I can't even get a job. And at that point, I didn't realize that really what I was feeling was that's the path I wanted to follow, some version of that path. And and so I remember thinking, you know, what do I want to study when I first started Santa Barbara City College and having this feeling like, I think I want to study psychology. And so the point that I'm making here is that we have these threads throughout our lives that are giving us clues to what are unique purpose or our unique, we, we also talked about how purpose can take on a real, a lot of connotation, like, oh my gosh, I don't know my purpose. Ah, and, and Adam speaks to how there's several purposes. People have several purposes in their life, which I loved. But if I'm really breaking it down for me about like, what's the thread throughout my life, it's been teaching and service, like I said. So I think when I worked at the bank and I wasn't very happy working at the bank, I always felt like I was helping somebody. I was always training somebody or teaching the new person. And I always felt like I was doing something to give back. So one of my favorite things was teaching English to Ethiopian immigrants at that point. That's what I would do in the evenings, right? Coaching basketball. So I always found a way to get closer to the things that fulfill me and drive me. And that's what makes me me. That's my unique expression that I can share with the world is Somehow I'm teaching, coaching, serving, 
and I would add visioning, always thinking about the vision for a, for a better future. When I'm doing those three things, I'm lit up, I'm happy, I'm excited. And the universe works in giving and receiving. So I'm giving, 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 and I'm receiving and receiving and receiving. Not keeping and taking. That's how the limitations of the ego and the mind and fear work. Is that you gotta keep you gotta keep it and you gotta take it, you gotta take it, and you gotta keep it, you gotta take it, and you gotta keep it, right? So when you can really get clear on what is it that really is unique about me and that drives me and follow that. Think about it like a dot in the target sign, right? There's a dot in the middle. Just focus on that dot. And then when you're settling yourself down, you know, if you've been listening to me, you know that I always recommend it's almost imperative, like a mandate if I ever gave one, which I don't, would be like, find a meditative practice, whether it's sitting meditation, walking, surfing, walking your dog, you know, anything that creates that meditative state, it's highly important because that's where you start to have the ahas and you start to have the clarity moments where you start to see more clearly about like, Oh, look at this thread of my life. Oh yeah. I have always been kind of into teaching and coaching and service and visioning. And Oh yeah. You know, whatever, whatever it is for you. Like, Oh, I've, I have always been like really into working with kids or I've really always been really good at leading a team or whatever I've always, and, and you start to see those threads throughout your life. And you're like, Oh, this is cool. This is really cool. Like, this is who I am. This is who I really am. This is what lights me up. And then you serve. We're all here to serve. We didn't go into education for the money. We're all here to serve. So what really, really lights you up? And if you're clear on this and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing it right now. Like I remember when I was not teaching and serving in some ways, but it didn't feel like serving because I was so disconnected from those that I was serving. I wasn't happy and I had to make a change. So you start to create really small changes and you start to ask yourself, what is the vision that I have for my life? So we ask the question, what makes me, me, you know, what makes you, you, you ask yourself that question. You start to listen. doesn't all come at once. Maybe, maybe it does, but it probably just going to come throughout your week or as you have time to kind of stop thinking about stuff. And by the way, that's when the best stuff comes when you stop asking, right? We, we know this. They've done research on this. Like when you're trying to like, you forget something and you're trying to remember it, you never remember it. And then when you go in the shower, that's when you're like, oh, that's what I, that's what I was going to do. So when you get into stillness, when you can stop the overactivity of the mind and you can just calm yourself down, that's when you start to see things more clearly. And you're like, okay, I want to get back in this direction. So you create a vision for your life. We can talk about this in another episode create a clear vision in your life, whatever that means for you. And you say, my vision is to get back to, or to find my way to, and then you start to take small steps that move you in that direction. So for example, when I was in Washington, DC, I got that, I had that feeling about, and let's be clear, I've not been there for 21 years, (laughs) uh, 20 years. So when I was there, I had that 
I kept seeing these articles about education and all these different things. And I just felt this, I had this knowing like, gosh, my heart was saying, that's what you want to do. And I didn't really know what to do about that because I had to pay the bills and I was working at a bank. And so then, then it became like, oh, you're going to do training at the bank. I was like, okay, that, that's an interesting way to put it within the confines and the structures of what I was currently in. So you might have ideas like that too. And then I thought, well, I have a lot of free time. I don't have kids. I don't have, you know, my job's nine to five. So I somehow, I don't remember how this happened. Probably back then it was like a newspaper ad. Somehow found this posting for a volunteer English teacher for Ethiopian immigrants in, I believe it was Southeast DC. And so I had to take like three buses to get there. I went from the nice area, quote unquote, nice area of Northwest DC to um, an area that was more in poverty. And that was the best hour. I think I did it three days a week. That was the best hour, three hours of my week. The best. I didn't love the bus ride, but everything else was amazing, right? And so I started to just make changes and create the circumstances to get me closer to what I really desired in my heart. So continue to reflect on what do you desire in your heart? What is your heart really saying to you? And what's the education change making that you know wants to come through? Because we are in a paradigm shift. We are in a paradigm shift where education is changing. It's going to change rapidly. And I will definitely have guests on that are speaking to this, but it's going to be changing rapidly with technology. I think with what people experienced with COVID, what this next generation of young people that are now adults are experiencing, what happened in their university, if they went to college or what happened in their public school or their private schools, wherever in their schooling, their K through 12 schooling, what they experienced, it's, it's happening. It's happening. It's going to happen quickly. And I know you're listening because you want to be a part of it. So let's help you get really clear on how you want to be a part of it. What is your dream for creating the change? What is your uniqueness that wants to come through you and express and create that momentum and that feeling of just the flywheel or just going and everything's getting just, just everything's going your way, going your way. And things are just going down, you know, going, it's picking up speed. And it's just like, boom, this is happening. That's what happened to me with opening growth public schools. It was one thing after the other, you know, I think I've told this story before, but I was looking for a building. I had a broker and we were looking everywhere and he was sending me listings and he was doing a great job. And then one person that I actually did not hire this is the best part of the story. I actually said no to a certain individual that I was not going to hire her. And she emailed me like a month later and said, Hey, I don't know if you know about this building, but it's been sitting there and it's, a, it's like an old university and you could totally convert it. It already has classrooms. It's a 54,000 square foot building. Well, we were only looking for 40,000 square feet. So again, limitations. I thought I was being bold to say 40,000 and but there was actually a building sitting waiting for me that was 54,000 square feet. And it happened to be in the exact same place that I had my first meeting in Sacramento with somebody who said, this is where you should lo locate your school. And I was like, okay, I don't even know where, I don't know about this community. You know, I've been coming here for years, but I've never been to this community. And so I then found 
Then I had four meetings that were randomly just through different connections. And all four of them said, have you checked out this community? So it was like everything just started coming together because I followed the calling of my heart. So it's a it's it's really amazing what happens when you start to get clear on who you really are, what uniquely want to express through you, and how that can be of service to the education space that is changing quickly. And we need all of us to come together, arm in arm, create this change, do what you're most meant, what you're meant to do, what's most what's supposed to come through you the most uniquely and it becomes a ripple effect. And I cannot wait to see this happen over the next several years. And I'm really excited that you're here with me and we're doing this together. And I'm excited that you're a part of this community that's creating the change. One change maker and one community at a time. Thanks everyone. Thank you for listening to the Changemaker EDU podcast. Every guest and listener is a valued part of this co-creation. We're honored that you listen and we hope that this helped you in some small or big way today. This is a community and a movement and without you, it wouldn't be possible. If you want to learn more about me, go to davidkrichards.com. And as always, if you're so moved, please rate and review the podcast. And finally, our greatest compliment is when you share an episode with someone who you believe will benefit from the message. Sending you immense love and courage today. Thank you. Do you want to save time on prep work, increase student achievement for all of your students, reliably meet tier one standards? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com B to learn how IXL's research proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve these goals. That's IXL.com B E.